Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. We thank you so much for your presence in this place, Lord. Father, we thank you because you never gather your people in vain. We thank you, Lord Almighty, because every word that you have spoken over this house will be established in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Almighty, because of your move in this city. Thank you, Lord, for the move, O oh God Almighty, in this land. Father, we thank you for your move, O oh God, in families. We thank you, Lord Almighty, because there's a spirit of release that is happening in this city, O oh God. Father, we thank you because people are being released from bondage. People are being released from captivity to worship you, O oh God. And Father, we declare over and over again, O oh God, to Pharaoh, the Pharaoh of this land, let my people go that they may worship me, says the Lord. Father God, we thank you, Lord, because you've given us, Lord, the spirit of release of King of our glory in this house in the name of Jesus. We come by faith, oh God, we come with boldness to know that Jehovah Father, everything we pray upon here on earth, oh God, everything we agree upon here on earth shall be agreed upon in heaven in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Almighty, for your power and your move, oh God, in this sanctuary. Thank you for every family, oh God. Thank you, Lord Almighty, for every individual. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Almighty, for every everybody that, that you're bringing in this house, Lord, for your own glory, oh God. Father, we pray, oh God Almighty, this altar will preach, oh God, the good news of the gospel. We'll preach, oh God Almighty, the truth of your word, oh Jehovah Father. And you're bringing them, oh God, from the highways and the byways to the, hear the word of God in the name of Jesus. This will be an altar, O oh God Almighty, where the true sacrifice, O oh God, where the living sacrifice, O oh Jehovah Father, will be presented. The Bible tells us that we are living sacrifice. And Lord Almighty, we choose, O oh God, to present ourselves daily as a living sacrifice before your presence in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, because this house is dedicated to you. For your glory, oh God, for your glory, Jehovah Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Healing will happen, oh God Almighty, in this house. Deliverance will happen, oh God. People will come in, oh God Almighty, feeling tired, feeling oppressed, but they will leave this place, oh God, delivered, uplifted, oh God. Release, Jehovah Father, in the name of Jesus. They will come in broken. They will live healed, oh Jehovah Father, in the mighty the name of Jesus. We trust you, Jehovah God, that this place, oh Jehovah Father, will be a place of miracles, a place of impact, oh God. Father God, there will be, oh God, the equipping of the ministers, oh Lord, for the works of ministry in this house, in the name of Jesus. You say in your word that you have appointed some to be apostles and to be prophets and to be pastors and evangelists and teachers for the equipping of the saints. The Lord Almighty, the fivefold ministry, the five graces, Lord Almighty, will be, will be, oh God Almighty, part of this body so that there will be a balanced way, oh God Almighty, for people to receive your, the equipping of your word, the equipping, oh God Almighty, for the works of ministry in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your presence here. We thank you for your anointing, oh God, that breaks every yoke in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we de de declare, oh God, Beaverton for Jesus. We declare Tiger for Jesus. We declare Hillsborough, Oakland, oh God, for Jesus. Tualatin for Jesus, oh Lord. Gresham for Jesus. Vancouver for Jesus, oh Lord. We declare Jehovah Father, all regions of the forest grow for Jesus Christ. Sherwood for Jesus. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. May you release Jehovah Father, your people, O oh God, for worship in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And so, Lord Almighty, even as we share your word today, may you speak, O oh God. May you speak to us, O oh God, the word of the time in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. Hallelujah, Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God, for this is the day that he has made, that we may rejoice and be glad in it. And today we're going to hear the word of God very briefly. God spoke his word to me yesterday, and I wanted to share that word because God has been speaking to us about, about the heart. I know I shared last week that God told, spoke very clearly over this house that one of the building plans that he has given to us is building the hearts of his people. Building the hearts of his people. The Bible calls his people the building of the Lord. The building of the Lord. And so because he knows he dwells in the temple, he's, he, he's, he's the temple our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And because he knows that we are his building, the, 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 the inside of us is his work, is his building. The Bible, God says, build the hearts of my people. Build my people. Build the inside of my people so that their belief, their faith can grow, so that they can know who they are in Christ Jesus. They can come to an identity of, of knowing that they are who God says they are. And so we have been looking at this, the, 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 the body, soul, and spirit. Last Sunday, we looked at the heart. We looked at the mind as part of the, uh, the, the heart, uh, part of the soul. We also looked at the body, and we looked at the spirit also. This is an intensive, an intensive um, uh, series that God is allowing us to look at. And today, God spoke to me. I had the word God say, mind your language. That is the message for today. Mind your language. Mind your language. And I said, God, what are you saying to your people today? And he said, tell my people to mind their language because there is power in the words they speak. There's power in the words they speak. And if they know who they are in Jesus, then they will be careful what they speak and how they speak. Because by my words, I created everything that exists in the world. I created it by the word that was spoken from my mouth. And because of that, because I have given them the same character that like what I have, I need them to know, to mind their language, to mind the words that come out of their mouth. Because the tongue has the power of life and death. And so God reminded me to, uh, to uh, and took me to the, to the book of Numbers, chapter 13. And we're going to read that really quick. And then we're going to share some things that God was speaking to this house. God was speaking to us about minding the language. And you know, when we, we talk about minding our language, when we talk about mind the language, the word mind means taking things through a place of an understanding and then through a place of memory or storage. Last week, we, 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 as, we, we start, as we studied the word of God, we know that the mind is the conscious part. 
The conscious part of our brain is the mind. It's the one that we use daily to think, to process, to react, and to do things. And then we have the subconscious mind, which is the heart. That is the part of our brain, the part of who we are, that is the heart. When the Bible talks about the heart of man, talking about the subconscious part, the part that stores the things, the memories, it stores the, the deep desires, it stores our ambition, it stores the conviction, it stores the beliefs and the belief system. It is in the heart. And so when, when, when we talk about minding our language, we are talking about considering that everything that we speak comes from our mind, our heart. The Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Luke chapter 5, verse 45. Let's read that very quickly. Luke chapter 5, verse 45. Then we'll get back to Numbers. Uh, the Bible says, in Luke chapter 6, verse 45, The Bible says um, Jesus was talking to his disciples and he had given them a lot of instructions, um, different instructions about different things and particularly about their lives, about who they are, about fruitfulness. And Jesus is talking to them about fruitfulness from verse 43. He says, for a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor a bad tree bear good fruit for every tree is known by its fruit for men do not gather figs from thorns nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush a good man verse 45 a good man out of a good treasure of his heart brings forth good and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That means out of the abundance of the subconscious mind, out of the abundance of the things that you have kept in your heart for long, the things, the memories, the things that you have kept in your heart those are the things that make you who you are. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, as a man thinketh in his heart, not just as a man thinketh, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. When the Bible talks about a man thinking in his heart, he's talking about that place where you have kept your beliefs, you have stored your memories, you've stored everything about who you are. Everything that comes out of us is a reflection of who we are. And so therefore, our heart is who we are. If you want to know somebody, or if you have met somebody, and you know them because of a certain characteristic, then you know that that is what the heart is. That is what who they are. 
Because from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Most of the time, we are able to know who somebody is by the way they present themselves, by the things they say. Jesus himself said, no one can speak evil or nothing evil can come out of a good heart. And nothing good can come out of an evil heart. So what is in your heart is going to represent who you are as a person. What is in your heart is a representation of everything that is in, that, that you will showcase on the outside. So when Jesus is talking about from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. He's talking about a reflection that is inside of you. The very thing that is growing inside of you. The storage space, what is stored inside your heart is going to come out through your, the words you speak. That means if you're a prayerful person, it means the inside of you is filled with a faith and a desire to be in the presence of God. If you are a worshiper, it means the inside of you, the heart inside of you has been conditioned to draw closer to God. The heart is the place where we condition ourselves. And so, there is, because we know there's a difference between the mind and the heart, the mind becomes the gate to the heart. The things we think about, the things we expose ourselves to daily, in themselves are not a problem until they start to sink into the heart. The, think, the things we think about daily are not a problem until we start to allow them to sink into our heart. And when they sink into the heart, they create either beliefs about who we are, they create convictions about how we deal with things. They also determine who we are as people. If you have experienced, for example, trauma when you're a child, or you've experienced abuse, or you've experienced poverty, you find that as you grow up, your heart has been conditioned in that lens. And so you show up as that. And that is why you will speak from the things you have stored in your heart for a long time. Jesus himself saying, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. He's talking about, you will only be able to speak good things if your heart is filled with good things. And you will also be able to only represent yourself as a good person if the inside of you is good. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. We are what we are in our heart. And there's a, again, I have to reinforce and emphasize there is a difference between thinking in your mind and thinking in your heart. When you think in your mind, it's the daily thought processing. It doesn't become who you are until it goes into the heart. And that is why many times you may have a thought that may not be a good thought. And as long as you can be able to flush it off immediately, it is not a problem. But when you continue to meditate upon that thought over and over again, then that thought sinks into the heart 
It creates a conviction. It creates a belief. It creates a faith. Whether that faith is of God or of, the, of, of other things, it creates a conviction and a belief system about something. God himself told the children, told Joshua, in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, he said, let this word never depart out of your heart. Meditate upon it day and night. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. And he said, that will guarantee you good success. What is meditating? Meditating is musing over, thinking over the word over and over again until it brings about who you are. Until it becomes sealed on the tablet of your heart. And he says, at that point, when that word becomes part of who you are, that you cannot even depart from it, then you can have good success. Because then the transformation has happened. Hallelujah. And the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, that we know the Bible says, be, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 2 says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The, the word mind there is, being, is, is talking about the renewing of your heart. Because transformation starts in the heart. The heart is the spirit mind. This heart is the subconscious, the place of storage. So there are things that we store we have stored over time as we're growing up. Some of them we have stored because of the exposures we've had. And as long as we have implanted those things on the tablets of our hearts, those things have become who we are. Because we have cultured them. We have allowed them to grow and create a belief about who we are. And so those things become who we are. And so when we think about that and knowing, knowing that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, according to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17, knowing that faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God, it therefore means when we constantly hear the word of God, it starts to shift our heart. It starts to print, to, to print the, 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 the image of God inside of us. It starts to bring the heart of God inside of us. So that our will starts to align with the will of God. Our perspective starts to align with the perspective of God. And so today's message, mind your language. That's the message for today, mind your language. It's like when you're telling somebody, mind your language, you're telling them, think about the words you say. Think about the words you're saying. And God today wanted to speak to us about mind your language because we have the power. We have the power to speak things into life. We have the power to declare and it will come to pass because God has created us in his image. He's given us his image. He's given us his characteristic. has given us his ability just the same way he was able to create the, the world and everything in it by words by just declaring, let there be, and it happened. And so if we go back to Numbers chapter 13, which was the, 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 the text for today, Numbers chapter 13, 
mind your language, Numbers 13. This text talks about Moses sending the 12 spies to spy the land of Canaan. And Moses was very categorical in selecting the the representatives that would go to spy the land. There was a selection of one representative from every tribe of, of Israel, from the 12 tribes. So the 12 spies represented the 12 tribes of Israel. And the Bible says Moses selected them. The names of the people that were selected have been listed in the Bible in Numbers chapter 13. And Moses told them exactly what they were going to collect, the information they were going to collect. They were going to do a research. They had clear outline, the report, everything they were supposed to look for and how they, what they were supposed to look for because they already knew they were going to get to, get to that land. So Moses, what he was doing was looking for a strategy to invade the land. But you cannot have a strategy before you know you've done enough research. You know what you're up against. You know what you're going to face. So he searched the 12 spies, according to the word of God. He sent the 12 spies to go and do the research. The Bible says from verse 17, then Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and say to them, go up this way into the south and go up to the mountains and see what the land is like, whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, few or many, whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are forests there or not. Be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was now the time was the season of the first ripe grapes. I think we should read that again because I would love for you to note exactly the list of things that Moses asked them, itemized for them to collect, the information that you itemized for them to collect. Because if you're here and you're science-based, then this is this would be very clear. Like this is research, and there is clear, clear statements. Collect this so every part of it, it was very clear. He said, go up this way into the south and go up to the mountains and see what the land is like. Land is like number one. And then number two, see whether the people that dwell in it are strong or weak and whether they are few or many. And then see whether the land they dwell in is good or bad. And then whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds. And then whether the land is rich or poor and whether they are forests there or not. Then he says, be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now it was a time for the season, it was a season for the first ripe fruits. So the Bible says, so they went up and spied out the land from the wilderness of Zin as far as Rehob, near the entrance of Hamath. And when they went up, 
through the south of the um, and came to Hebron, Ahiman, Sheshai, and Talman, the descendants of Anak, were there. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. Then they came to the valley of Eskol, and there cut down a branch with a cluster of grapes. So see, they collected the grapes that they had been asked. They said, bring back some fruit. They carried it between two of them on the pole. Wow. They're carrying a branch of grapes and two people had to carry it. That is how that land had milk and honey, like fruit and everything in the land. They also brought some of the pomegranates and figs. The place was called the Valley of Escort because of the cluster which the men of Israel cut down there. And they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. 40 days of research. And the Bible says in verse 26, now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us it truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, <clears throat> the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Malachites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb, Caleb quieted, quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess the take possession, for we are able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied, saying, We have gone to spy the uh, saying, The land through which we have gone to spy is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Verse 31, verse 33 says, there, there we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak came from, from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. So we were in their sight. Hmm. Mind your language. Moses sent the children of Israel. They knew from the time they were leaving Egypt that they were going to the promised land. They knew they had a destination to get to. They knew that God had already prepared for them the land. God had already told them, I am just, and they had seen miracle after miracle as God delivered them from the, from the land of Egypt. They saw the Red Sea being parted. They saw God provide manna for them every single day. And even when they cried out to God and said, we are tired of manna, give us meat. God was able to give them meat until the Bible says the meat that would come out of their nostrils. So much. They had seen the provision of God. They had seen the protection of God. They had seen the victory of God. 
But then they get to a point and Moses said, we are about to take the land. But before we take it, we have to be strategic. Before we take it, we have to know how are we going to invade the land? And he said, I'm going to appoint a person from each tribe of Israel so that I can send them. And I know as Moses selected them, he selected best one. He knows these people. He knows what they are capable of. Selects a person from each tribe and says, go to the land. Gives them a list of everything they need to come and collect everything they need to look out for. Says, look at the land. Look at the people. Look at the camp. Look at how they they have built themselves. Look at how they're situated in the land. And so they go, they collect the food, yes. They collect everything, but they also look at the stature of the people of the land, the giants, the Nephilim. The Nephilim were the, 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 the descendants. They were the, These giants were actually children born out of sons of God and daughters of men, according to Genesis chapter 6. These were giants. And so these people come back, they see the giants, that this, they know these giants displaced God. But then they come back and say, we saw the sons of Adam there, the Nephilim. We saw them there. And they come, yes, they say the city is fortified. They say the land truly has milk and honey. But then what did they say in verse 33, which is heartbreaking that they would say that? They say that we see like us in our own eyes, in our own eyes. In our own eyes. What a sense of disbelief. And what a sense of looking down upon themselves. That they would look down upon themselves and say, we seem like grasshoppers. Now I started to think about why did they choose grasshopper over caterpillar? Over a frog. Well, maybe a grasshopper and a frog would have similarities. But I believe that they chose, they felt like grasshoppers because they felt like they did not belong. They were hopeless. In their mind, because of the belief system, because they have never known what it means to settle in a place. They have never known what it means to own a place. In their mind, they had a feeling like all they do is hope from one place to another. And so they felt like their belief, their belief had shaped them to believe that they cannot own anything. Because all along, they had been in Egypt. Most of them were born in slavery in Egypt. And all along, they have seen their journey of never owning anything, never being in possession of anything. And so in their own eyes, that is the belief that has shaped them. They have been shaped to believe that they do not have an ability to be landlords. All they are are grasshoppers. And so they say, we seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes. Whose problem is that? When you see yourself in your own eyes, and then you come back with that report that was not part of the marketing scheme, it's not part of the list of things. They, when you went for research, you were not asked to tell us, to, to come back with a report about how you felt before them. But then this is the lens. This is the lens that they have 
about who they are. So 10 of them, 10 of them said, we saw ourselves as we seemed in our own sight as grasshoppers. And because we seemed in our own sight as grasshoppers, so they see us. That is a problem of the new. When you start to imagine that because of what you see yourself as, as everybody else around you sees you the same, that is a seed of the enemy. That is a seed of unbelief. When you start to look at yourself different from how God looks at you, and then you make everybody else around you victim of your own little belief or your own unbelief, or your own mindset about yourself. That does not please God. They said we saw ourselves. I don't think these giants told them that. This was their own mind, their own heart telling them, we are grasshoppers. So they must think we are grasshoppers. So yes, that which means we are grasshoppers. Who told you you're grasshoppers? Like God asked Adam in the garden, and when they were hiding, they said, who told you you're naked? It's like, you went into hiding. You're hiding. And Adam said, we are naked over here. And God says, who told you you're naked? Who told you that? That is your own belief. I never said that about you. Hallelujah. And the, truly, truly, Caleb had to stand up together with Joshua. And Caleb said, to take that step of faith and Joshua and say we must possess the land. And you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that Caleb, because God was not happy with the threatened spikes, they came and said we see the grasshoppers in our own eyes. God was so furious because what these people started to do was to tell every Israelite around them, to tell everybody around them that we cannot possess that land. We cannot possess that land. And then the Israelites started to say, oh my God, why did we even leave Egypt? It would have been better just to stay in Egypt. Because why are we going to the land where there are giants? Who is going to fight these giants? Isn't that what happens in our lives sometimes? That we know what God has said to us. We know God, the things God has deposited in us. But there is unbelief. There are things inside our hearts that keep creeping 
and reminding us of the past. They keep creeping inside to make sentiments. Make sentiments that say it wants to finance everything. And wants to shut us down. Wants to make us feel like we are not capable. And you know, it takes faith. I take Caleb as a representation of faith. A representation of, yes, we have hope. Yes, we can possess. It took Caleb to say, silence! We must possess that. What are the things that God has spoken to you? The things that you know in your spirit, God has put them in your heart. You know that you are once excited about them and you have journeyed and all the time. These are the beliefs are starting to creep up. These are the transpires are starting to creep up in your spirit and tell you, no, 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 no. That is too big for you. That vision is too big for you. No, this land is too hard. Let people say this land of Oregon is too hard. Nobody can ever manage this land. But you can say, laugh and say, it doesn't matter the giants we see today. It doesn't matter if you saw those giants. We are choosing to silence every voice in our spirits, every voice in our heart that tells us that what we see with our own physical eyes is intimidating. Even though truly it may be, even though truly it may be, there is something like doing it afraid. Doing it even though the truth of matter is those giants do exist. But saying we sure shall possess the land. The Bible says that only Caleb and Joshua were able to go to the land. All these 10 spies that went and came back out of the 12, all the 10 could not possess the land. God made sure they died before they were able to get to the land. And actually, even majority of the adults that were at that time because the ten spies came and poisoned them the bible says god made sure that everybody was about that was about 10 years of age could not possess the land because he did want to deal with unbelief going into the promised land god has given us a promise god has called us to greatness god has put a vision in our heart and i tell you what Everything that is born of God is going to be fought. It's going to be fought. And the battleground is in the mind. The battleground is in the soul. There is a constant contention between the body and the spirit. Between the flesh and the spirit. There's a constant contention between the, the flesh and the spirit when it comes to the things God has put in our hearts. When it comes to the things that God has called us into. And sometimes, you know, you hear, yes, God, I'm going to do this. But then you hear the devil says, no, 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 no. You were not born from a good family. No, you don't have the degree that they want. No, you're not beautiful enough. No, you're not handsome enough. No, you don't have the capability. You don't have the money. No, people are going to laugh at you because people know what you did last year. People know what you did two years ago. And the constant effort to annihilate, to kill the vision is the devil's effort of our lives. Is the fleshly effort in our lives. But we thank God because God will always win. When we choose to be on God's side, when we choose to say, we sure shall possess the land, it doesn't matter what you see in the physical. 
you can walk in the spirit in the name of Jesus. That is why I'm encouraged today. That's why I'm encouraged today because I see in the spirit today, I see a great move of God in the land. I see a great power of God moving and transforming and touching life and changing life and creating worshipers in this city, creating intercessors and prayer warriors in this city. I am so excited about what God is doing because I can say, I can say like Caleb, I can say like Joshua, we sure are capable of possessing the land. Hallelujah. What are the things that you've been fighting against? I want to encourage you to silence them right now in Jesus' name. You can dare rise up and silence them in Jesus' name. Silence, silence those ten spies in the name of Jesus. And you know what? Don't just silence them and leave them. Silence them. Kill them. The spies were representation of unbelief. They were representation of bad conviction. They were representation of the cultures. The cultural identity that has continued to pull you under, to make you feel less than, to make you feel like you don't belong. And you can silence it and say, it doesn't matter what the outside looks like. I walk by faith. You know, when we talk about walking by faith, we talk about having a sight of the spirit. So that what you see is not what you're really seeing. What you see with the physical eyes is not what you're seeing. You see with a spiritual lens, even though the physical doesn't manifest, you know in the spirit there's a manifestation that is coming in the name of Jesus. That is what walking by, by, by faith is. And we choose to walk by faith in the name of Jesus. And so when we want to stand up in Jesus' name and declare over our lives, declare over our situation, declare over the land, declare over our families, that, the, 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 that we sure just possess the land. That we even though there are people around us, even though there are things inside of us that make us feel less than, that make us feel like, yeah, we are not, we are not there yet. But we can tell our spirit, arise and shine, for the glory of God is here. We can then rise up in the spirit and say, you know what? I do not care what my body is telling me. My body may be telling me something else. My soul, my mind may be telling me something else. There are things in my heart that may be telling me something else. But I hear what the voice of God is saying. I hear what the Spirit of God is saying in my life. And even though it may not align with the things in my natural life, I will choose to follow the voice of God. I will choose to be obedient to the voice of God. I will choose to be a Caleb. I will choose to be a Joshua. I will choose to focus on the promise. Because you know what? Joshua was a spy, but Joshua ended up being the man that led the children of Israel into the land of, of, of promise. And he ended up being the man that even divided the land and gave every tribe of Israel, every, every tribe of Israel, the one that ended up giving the portion of land. He said, you will stay there. His landmark remained because he chose faith. He chose faith over fear. Hallelujah. So we can stand up in Jesus' name and make declarations of our lives, make declarations over the situations that we face, make declarations in the spirit. I am fired up in the spirit because I see, I see great, great move of God 
I see a great impact in this region. I see families running to Jesus. I see children being transformed for Jesus. I see a flood, a flood of God, a flood of move of God in this land like never before. And even in our families, I see God manifesting financially in our situation, manifesting even in the anointing, calling, bringing callings, resurrecting vision, resurrecting things that have died because of because there's an belief that's crept in. But God is starting to resurrect them. God is starting to, to, to bring a kingdom inside of your spirit that we can declare and silence every voice of the spies, every voice that may want to exalt itself and make us look less than. God is resurrecting, God is lifting, God is manifesting himself, and it takes courage. It takes courage for the Caleb to stand up. It takes courage for the Caleb to stand up strong and say, we sure shall possess the land. It doesn't matter the giants that we are facing. It doesn't matter what we saw there. We sure shall possess the land. If we were able to carry the grapes and the pomegranates, then it means we are capable. We are capable. If those giants did kill us while we are there, it means we are capable. If they did not even recognize that we are spies at that time, it means we are capable. Many times before God gives us something, he gives us a picture of it. He gives us, he shows us what it looks like. He gives us a vision of it. So sometimes we go see the vision and then we come back and start to doubt what God said. Sometimes we see what God is doing, where he's taking us. We have had the permissions about it. But then he brings us back and says, now it's time for you to start to muscle up. It's time for you to start to muster the courage to walk towards the thing I showed you. And then when we come back, we start to feel lesson. We start to have unbelief. And God is saying today, you have to bring up the Caleb and say, I sure will possess the land. I know what God showed me already. I know what he's saying over me. I have a clear picture of where he's leading me, but it's going to take work. It's going to take work in the name of Jesus. It's going to take work for me to get there. So right now in Jesus' name, just lift up your hands and start to declare over your life, declare over your situation, declare by faith in the name of Jesus that God is releasing his reign. God is releasing his fire. God is releasing, releasing his strength over you in the name of Jesus. That the things that he said about you, the things that he showed you, You will have the courage to walk regardless of the giants. You can tell the giants, I don't care, you can still remain there. I don't, I'm not interested right now in who you are. I'm interested in the vision. I'm focused on the thing that God showed me. I'm focused on the thing that God told me. That is the one I'm focused on. And if I have to kill you for me to get there, I will do it. But for now, I'm not going to bother about you because your time is going to be up anyways. But I'm not going to be focused on you. I'm going to be focused on the vision. I'm going to be focused on the thing God told me. Yes, in the name of Jesus. We declare, oh God, the Father God, you're releasing. You're releasing, oh God Almighty, a fire inside of us. You're releasing a kingdom inside of us. And Joshua inside of us, there was a light every voice of the enemy. There was a light everything that went to exalt itself 
And give us the knowledge of God. And tell us we cannot possess the land. And tell us we are not who God said we are. And tell us we are we are grasshoppers. We silence every voice of the enemy. The ones who tell us that we don't amount to anything, that our past will, will, will creep in. We silence it in the name of Jesus. We refuse to be defined by our past. We refuse to be defined by the things that we have lived. Even though we have been in slavery in Egypt, we refuse the slavery mindset to come to work with us to the promised land. Because now we are free. We are choosing to live like free people. We are choosing to live like people that have a destiny in the name of Jesus. The slavery will not be slavery. We left it in Egypt. Once we cross the, the Red Sea, we were free indeed. In the name of Jesus. So Lord, we thank you because we are new in you, O God. The things that you have showed us, O King of our glory, we shall sure possess them. In the name of Jesus Christ, we shall sure possess the land. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we shall be everything you said we will be. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we say, Lance of God, every spice voice in Jesus' name, every arrogant voice in Jesus' name, every voice of fear. We silence it in Jesus' name. Every gossip voice, we silence it in Jesus' name. Then the spies went and gossiped and talked to every Israelite about how intimidated they were. And that caused a lot of uproar in the land of Israel, in the, among the children of Israel. We silence that voice in Jesus' name. We silence the voice of humiliation, the voice of intimidation, the voice of unbelief. The voice of wanting to go back into slavery. We silence every pull of the enemy for us to go back into slavery in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we have been set free and we are free indeed. We choose the truth. We choose the truth of your word. We choose what you say about us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you, Lord, because we are victorious in Jesus' name. And Lord, right now, we just want to take time to even declare over these chairs, Lord, every empty chair in this place. We declare, oh God Almighty, that you showed us people sitting on this chair. And so we declare these chairs will be filled in the name of Jesus. We see what is still in this chair. We see what is so God, anxious, oh God, to hear the word of God. Readiness and eager to hear the word of God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We see them running in. We we see them running in to be equipped for works of ministry, Lord. We see them running in, oh God, to worship you. Running in, oh God, to give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus. We see great partnership for God. We see finances for this ministry, work in the mighty name of Jesus. We see them coming and saying, I want to give to the work of God. I want to be part of this move of God. We see them coming in the mighty name of Jesus. We see them coming to the altar. We see oh God Almighty. Many of God that are lost are coming to the knowledge of you as Lord and Savior. We see them, oh God, different races coming in, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Young and old coming in, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord. Father, we see, oh God, an equipping, an equipping place in this place where children will be equipped for you. They will be equipped and nurtured, oh God, in the word of God, Jehovah Father. And they will be ambassadors 
in that school. They will be ambassadors for you, oh God, wherever they go. In the mighty name of Jesus, they will be shining stars, King of our glory. We see them, oh God, being bold, oh God, and declaring your word. Being bold and declaring the message of the cross in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you, Lord, because we see them coming in, oh God, charity, Lord, and living full. We see them coming in, Jehovah Father, broken and living healed in the name of Jesus. We see them, oh Jehovah Father, being transformed and renewed in their minds. That they will see themselves as you see them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we declare we shall show up possess the land. In the name of Jesus Christ, we shall show up and set the land. In the name of Jesus Christ, we see families being healed, oh God. We see marriages being restored. In the name of Jesus Christ, we see unity in the body of Christ in this region. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we refuse to be intimidated, oh God. And Father God, today, we choose to mind our language. Father, we will declare the things you said about us. We will choose to declare, oh God, the things you said about us. We will declare what you have said, oh God. Father, we will not be negators of the things you have said about us. Everything you said about who we are, we will partner with you in it, oh God. We will agree with you in it, Jehovah Father. You have said we are royal priesthood. Lord, we see ourselves as that, and we call ourselves that. We are, you have said we are a chosen generation. Lord, we see ourselves as that, and we choose to say that about who we are. You have said we are a new creation. Lord, that is what we believe. We believe we are the sons of God, Lord. And so we choose to see ourselves as that and nothing less, oh God. You have said, oh Jehovah Father, we are the head, we are the head and never the tail. And we choose to see ourselves as that in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. Father, we declare, declare, declare over yourself. Declare what you know about, partner with God, agree with God about the things he has said about you. About the things he has said about who you are. Agree with him. Because it's sin to disagree with God about what He said about you. The spies, they ended up dying. The ten spies ended up dying because they disagreed with God, what God has said about them. How can they call themselves grasshoppers when God has called him them His own people? When God said Moses said, "You're going to deliver my people." And then they dare call what God has called my people. They dare call them grasshoppers. When you disagree with what God has said about your lives, when you disagree with what God has declared you to be, that is sin. Because it comes from a place of unbelief. Lord, help us. Help us, Father, that we will be your God, everything you said. We will agree with you. We will agree with you, Lord. We will choose not to agree with the devil because he has nothing to show us and nothing to give us, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Amen, amen. Give a shout to the Lord. A clap unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we choose to believe. We choose to believe your word is power. Your word is life. Your word is everything we have ever needed because the word, the word is the bread 
of life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Woo. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you.